0: Welcome to Ask a Matchmaker. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I have combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week, I bring a guest on to talk about dating and relationships while answering your questions you can ask a question by visiting askamatchmaker.com. This week's guest is Serena Kerrigan, otherwise known as Serena fucking Kerrigan or SFK. She hosts her own dating show on Instagram called Let's Fucking Date, in which she goes on weekly live dates as her friends and fans watch and comment. After hitting over 1 million views in the first season, and this is on Instagram, so that's insane. Serena, welcome to
1: Ask a Matchmaker. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be here. Yeah, we're going to have to
0: put a little an explicit symbol on this particular episode. Yes. So you've been going by Serena fucking Kerrigan for a long time. It's not just, uh, I, originally when we were introduced by a mutual friend, shout out to Chrissy Rutherford. I thought that was just like a thing that you did in quarantine.
1: Oh no, no, no. I did it when I was 18. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I was insecure or very insecure when I was, you know, in high school and like many women. And when I got to Duke, when I was a freshman, um, you know, everyone says you can reinvent yourself. And I just didn't feel like, you know, it's, it's sad to think of it now, but like, I just didn't feel like my physical qualities could capture attention. And so I just, you know, wanted a device for people to know me and recognize me and be interested in being my friend that wasn't relying on my looks because I just didn't think I was pretty. It's just insane. That's so fucked up, but like, I just didn't. And so ever
0: look at photos of you when you're 18, 19 and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking?
1: I mean, freshman 15 definitely hit me. I was like freshman 30, but regardless, exactly. Like mm-hmm. I was beautiful. Like I was young, who cares? But like, I just had to really love self-esteem. So I just changed my middle name to fucking and I told everyone I changed it legally. And wait, you did. Not- That's like a real thing. No, but I, it's oh. I, everyone <laughs> believed me the same way you just did. So, uh, you know, then I kind of like developed this persona, like who was Serena fucking Kerrigan It really helped me with my own confidence. And then I kind of became the queen of confidence. And then I've been kind of using that persona as a symbol for women to feel empowered and to helping them step into their power.
0: I love that. Pre-pandemic, what were you doing as the queen of confidence?
1: I was working at the Refinery29 for three and a half years as a video producer. I like produced for all verticals, Facebook Live, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube. And then I decided to jump ship in February of 2020. And then March of 2020, the pandemic hit. And I found myself in my apartment, single, you know, jobless. (laughs) But also just, you know, in that time, you know, we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to be. So I knew that I had this kind of really amazing moment where everyone was going to be on their phones this is back when we thought we were going to like flatten the curve and like it'd be done by summer yeah, but I thought right. like wow like you know it's March like we're all locked in to our homes like what this is a great time to be a creator because I could just see, throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks and then I created a dating show called let's fucking date which is live on Instagram we're in our third season right now and it totally took off what was quarantinis? because I remember seeing that Oh, that was just like, I just went live every day. I mean, I was alone in my apartment in New York City. Like my roommate left, like my parents were uptown. Like I was really isolated. So I just started going live every day at 6 p.m., getting fucked up and like connecting to my audience.
0: So explain to the listeners what Let's Fucking Date is, because I don't think a lot of people know.
1: Right. So Let's Fucking Date is an Instagram live show, the first ever reality show on Instagram um, that I am the dater, the host, the producer. Uh, I have it started as something that was in my apartment. I just wanted to meet guys, and I was like, why don't I think them alive and then it turned into now we 're in the third season a full blown production. There's about ten people on the team um we have a theme song, graphics uh we sold the entire second season to sponsors, including Bumble. Uh, Hint, Bev, Wine. So we sold it for six figures. Like, it's it's a real fucking show. And we decided for the third season to kind of change up the format, which was usually me just going on two half-hour dates every Wednesday or Friday. Uh, But now it's called Fantasy Fucking Date, where the audience is in control of who goes and who wins, you know, the whole show. Like, the first episode was five guys, then they narrowed them down to two. Well, actually three, because there was a tie. And then we have a winner from that. He's so hot. His name's Creed. He's Australian. Like, I'm in love. And then it's so crazy because I'm so happy that the casting has been just phenomenal this season. Also, all the dates are blind. Like, I never know who's on the other side of the screen. That's just like, like so my producer vets them, hypes them up. Men need a lot of handholding. And then last night, we did the second half of Five Guys. And later today, they're going to narrow them down to two. And then whoever's... And they'll narrow them down to one and then those two will kind of go face to face next Wednesday and it'll be super fun. I
0: love that. So just to clarify, if this is basically like if the bachelorette was, well, obviously on Instagram live, but instead of you handing out the rose, the audience is deciding who you who you keep dating, which I mean, honestly, I would love to see that like more of that kind of format where the people are in control.
1: Yeah. It's so fun. And they take it so seriously. Like I now host a clubhouse after each episode and -hmm. like, we just get hundreds and hundreds of our viewers to come and talk about why they're voting for who and what red flags are looking out for. Like, I think the show really serves as this like real conversation and opening up the dialogue about like, what are we looking for? You know, what is, what is the standard? Why are our standards so low sometimes? What are the red flags we should be looking at? I think it's like a really just, it's incredible. Like when I started the show, I saw it as very much like a way for me to meet guys. And then it became more of like, oh my God, this is like my career. And now it's like, it's it's honestly, it's really both. Like I really am very excited about the guys this season. Last season, no, awesome. I like that, like I wasn't really, there was no one that really like swept me on my feet this season. I'm like, whoa, like there's two guys that I like I'm actually talking to off camera, which is that's very much what happened in season one.
0: And do you feel like If you, let's say, start dating someone through the show, would you then cast it for like with a different dater the following season?
1: You know, honestly, I think people watch the show because of me. I'm not going to lie. I'm really fucking funny. And I I just like, there's been a lot of discussion about me playing matchmaker. That is something Mm -hmm. I'm interested in. I kind of started doing it on Clubhouse. I, I have a TV show in development where it's about, it's an iteration of my shows. So there's a lot going on. I just like, don't know how actually I think it's like oh like obviously there's gonna be next girl I just don't know how much my viewers would actually fuck with that unless they were really fucking funny but maybe they would it's definitely something that we're gonna explore and think about I also feel you know really strongly and this is why this is my last season doing this is because when when Everyone gets a vaccine. No one's going to be fucking at home watching Instagram lives. People are going to be out dating for real. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for that. You know, like, that's why I really, I was like, this was the exact timing, like right before spring, right before New York gets beautiful. Like, I'm not going to be home. I'm probably going to leave my phone at home. So I just like, I, I think it's going to evolve and, and we really want to be, we want to make the account this like resource, you know, for women and dating and making dating fun and just conquering the world of fucking dating. But I don't know how much it's going to be show focused after after the season because I don't want right. to fucking watch Instagram lives. I want to go be live, right? <laughs> I feel like live. the
0: show could be really popular. Like, do you remember? I mean, it's obviously popular. I'm saying like it could be like TV popular too. Like, I could see it on MTV. I could see it on oh yeah something a, like that. We're working on that. I don't know how old you are, but do you, are, do you remember this show called Singled Out?
1: Yeah, I do. I'm, yeah. It, that was on MTV, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. My mom works at MTV. She's the head of development there. So oh, okay. I have a lot of reality TV in my blood, my upbringing, hence why I do the show. I love reality TV. I and, mean, you know, my mom was super against me ever going on a show like The Bachelor or Singled Out or any of those shows because mm-hmm. she just didn't think that I would have control over my image. And so I was just like, okay, I'll just do it myself then. And it's really empowering. It's funny how you said, you know, you compare it to The Bachelorette because I think like I've always was really interested in The Bachelor. Like so many people are like, that's the perfect show for you. Like, it's like, you're so funny, whatever. But I just didn't like the concept of like competing for a man. Like a right. man, like, I choose, like, you're not, I'm not being chosen. Right. I, I don't like how overly produced it is. I don't, I think it's fake. You never know what's real. I have
0: never, full stop. I've actually never watched. So like I do dating all day when I get home. I just want to watch reruns of The Office, Parks and Rec, go to sleep. But- I have watched one reality dating show, just one. And I'll tell you what it is. It's I love New York have you ever watched this
1: incredible show obviously fucking phenomenal she was amazing right i need more of tiffany i just thought that was like okay
0: what could compare to this this is the best dating show i've ever seen it was just complete chaos so you, you just mentioned a couple names that you like on your current season i sincerely hope it might work out with one of these guys and i think that is such a great meet cute story i mean the new york times
1: wedding vow article writes itself I and don't yeah, know if we they'll publish fucking yeah you know, I'm waiting from New York Times to cover my show it's funny you mentioned that, like, and yes, it'd be really cute. I'm 26 years old. Like, I'm not in the rush to get married. And that was something else right. that we were talking about. You know, I, after this show, I immediately do an after show where I invite, like, mm-hmm. celebrities. Chrissy Ford's obviously huge on the show. But, like, you know, celebs, like, followers, friends of mine. My roommate always makes an appearance, you know, talking about the guys. And, you know, I had to stop the fans at one point because I was like, you guys are, like, talking about these guys as if, like, I'm here to marry someone. And, like, that is a very misogynistic frame viewpoint that we've been like indoctrinated with like oh like she's doing a dating show to get married like no like literally no and that's why I've never chose a winner because I was like no this point of the show is to connect to people it's to make relationships friendships if they're more romantic incredible it's to be ba- it's to date but ultimately like I learned so much about myself you know and so people were very frustrated in season one season two because there wasn't a winner but I was like that that is something that you like I've been taught and brainwashed to think that you need one for it to be a success. And I don't believe that because also I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was two, but they're best friends and they live a block away from each other. Mm-hmm. So I didn't grow up thinking that like, if you're not married, then like there, there's no success because there was a huge success with my parents. They had me and they raised me together. So that's excellent. I just don't like, I am not subscribe to that. But that being said, it was a major feedback point. And I was like, what is a way to re-engage to change up the format. So I'm excited because I wasn't, you know, after season two ended, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I think I've dated like literally 50 men this year. Like I can't anymore, right? So the way that we like got excited about it was redoing the format. And I love it because the viewers are so engaged. I mean, I've never seen a fan base like this. Can
0: I ask you a really controversial question? Do you think Clubhouse will be, will exist post-vaccine?
1: Yes. I think it'll exist. I just don't think it's going to be like, yeah, I think it will. Because I think like post-vaccine or not, like I think what it did was it kind of reminds me a little bit of TikTok and that like it's a very discover based platform and it democratizes like fame and the hierarchy of influential people so you know on instagram i follow a famous person she's not going to follow me back like because there's mm-hmm. like the ratio like tiktok every creator follows each other every big creator and because you're mm-hmm. constantly seeing other people's content where it's instagram yeah. there's no d- discover page right so it's it's it sucks so when you go into the app you're it's just the people you follow yeah love has is similar i mean it's like you you I landed in a room and I was like on a panel with like major celebrities and people I idolize and they're like, wow, we love your show. Like you're great. And I'm like, what? Like, that's so cool versus like any other time that you couldn't literally be on a stage with like Paris Hilton. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't done that yet, but like manifest it, it, baby manifest. But I I think, I I think it really shows that people are over, you know, that like we're all human beings. That's the thing. It's like, yes, you might be famous, but like what you say and what I say, it's, it's worth the same thing like mm-hmm. our thoughts and beliefs and like opinions about things like you just because you have millions of followers doesn't mean that it, it's worth more than you know what I would say or what right you, you know and I think that that will stay like beyond
0: I have mixed feelings about clubhouse and I do agree with you it's definitely going to stay but I think it's going to become more nuanced, specific Like, I think right now, because it's, you know, if, if you don't, if some of our listeners don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is a, what they call a drop-in audio app. So imagine like an AOL chat room with like three people moderating it, but instead of uh, messaging, you are using your voice. And um, just like Serena just said, it is very democratized, like in the sense that, um, you know, anyone can enter your room, anyone can be pulled up to what they call the stage, but it's, it's all audio, no video. And... None of the content is saved. It's all live at that moment and then it
1: disappears. That's great because I think that also celebrities are more likely to like feel okay about saying something or sharing an Mm -hmm. opinion because it's not going to be taped, right? Right. I think that's huge. For
0: me as a content creator, I... With, I already have like a limited amount of time. So when I do go into clubhouse, I either, the clubhouse rooms that I have found the most enjoyable are stuff where I'm just like, Oh, I can listen on this and just hear someone. Like I was in a true crime room the other day where they were talking about like murders, their favorite murders or something. So fun. And I was like, Oh yes. Like this doesn't have to do with yeah, like so that's dating. Big,
1: or you came into the room. Did you come in the room where we we're sharing our dating stories? I came into your, yes.
0: It? I came into a room with you and Lindsay Metz where you guys were talking about, um, worst date stories and i shared a worst date story go.
1: no on clubhouse i just feel it's a really great way for me to engage my, my followers directly in a very lax like i don't have to have makeup on way because i get made right. up videos so much i'm always doing shoots like about like i'm not makeup. like i just like on days i don't have to i just don't mm-hmm. and so i can look like shit i can literally be just like in my room and just pop on and like decide in that moment okay and like I like that. I like that. I like how easy it is and how like non-pressuring it is. Mm. It's really nice. And I That's think it's great. a really interesting way to date people. Like the rooms that I've made where, you know, we're playing this card game I created. And because I think that the problem with dating apps is a text just there, it's amazing how much of voice can tell you about a person like a conversation versus a text you just don't know tone you don't know how long they took to write it if they it's even their own thought they just texted to a million friends like it's just you don't know the timing it whatever get on the fucking phone get on and like that's what you know so many people say it's like get on the phone get on a FaceTime which is I've always Mm -hmm. been I'm like get on a FaceTime before you meet them for a drink coffee dinner because like oh yeah 100% So, what I like about Clubhouse is you can tell like I can tell who's kind of a cool vibe. We found one of the guys that I dated this season on Clubhouse. He was in my room and I set him up with someone else and then i i don't even know how it happened, but my producer got a hold of him and he was amazing on l f d because but we knew that because he was amazing on Clubhouse.
0: We hosted um a dating game at the end of January on uh, um on Clubhouse like we like me and my team. And it was it was pretty interesting. Like we we met a few people, a few guys and women were like telling them about themselves. And then a woman talked about her. It was kind of like the blind dating game. But I have a few tips, but do you have any tips about if you're single and on Clubhouse, how to utilize that app for dating?
1: Go to the shoot your shot rooms. Like, just do it. Just like you get on stage. You what is
0: a shoot your shot room?
1: room. A shoot your shot room is basically like you go on stage, they invite you up, you raise your hand, and you shoot your shot at someone in the audience. You're like, hey, I think you're cute. Let's talk. Like, this is who I am. And it's like, there's so many rooms like that. And I think, you know, when I first went on there, I was nervous too. Cause you're like, wow, there's so many people listening, but then it's like, mm-hmm. they literally aren't thinking about you at all. Yeah,
0: they really are not. They literally nobody wanna, nobody gives a shit.
1: Thing I've listened to on clubhouse. I forget everything. I, Cause like everyone's thinking about themselves and that's very yeah. much what I believe. Like, I don't like, look, like if I post an Instagram story, I don't like scroll through to see who's seen it. Like I just literally operate with, I'm going to post, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. And no one's going to think about it.
0: That is something that I think everyone needs to hear that it's not, it's no, no, not about
1: literally, you. <laughs> literally like, please, like if you're listening, tell me, like literally recite to me every Instagram post you liked yesterday. You're not going to fucking remember one right. of them. Like right. think about it. No one gives a fuck about you. And that should be so empowering. No one cares. Right. And if you do something that's, you know, fucked up or embarrassed, you know, think, if you do something that maybe you shouldn't have, you have people in your life that are going to say, Hey, maybe you should do that. Or maybe you should delete right. that or take that down. And you will because you have people that are guiding you. So, go off. Take risks. A tip that I would give if you're
0: on Clubhouse is to add if you are single and you want to use it as an app like that, again, nobody remembers bios, but add the word hey, I'm currently like I'm oh, currently I wrote on single. Small, if you put single in your bio, it's searchable. Because if you go in the search bar, the magnifying glass on the thing, and you put single, you could see all the single people. Um, right, yeah. You can use, you could search by flag. You could search. So there's different ways to, to like look for people, or you can always find a room with Serena fucking Kerrigan or Matchmaker Maria. Anytime I have a room going on, it's all single people. We'll have 100%. to host a room together eventually, Serena.
1: A hundred percent. Are you ready to
0: answer some dating questions for this week? Yep. Before I go forward, I would love for you to tell people about your card game and where they can buy it.
1: Let's fucking date.com. And it is a basically like a icebreaker game. Chrissy Ford calls it 36 questions. The new 36 questions, basically Mm -hmm. four bases, first base, second base, third base home run. Um, You can play it on a date with your partner, spouse friends group of friends I made I really wanted to tailor the the game because it's the fucking pandemic and I don't know how many more fucking intimate dinner parties I can go to because I don't give a shit like I want to go out and dance and get blackout, but I can't so I wanted to make something that you know would empower people if they're on a first date and like didn't know what to do I just wanted to like have a piece of me everywhere because like I am the life of the party and I have no issue asking questions on dates but I know that not everyone is as extroverted as I am so Mm -hmm. the game is done insanely well someone's gotten proposed Host to from the game someone's moved in with someone through the game people have had a lot of sex through my game um and clients use
0: your game and they have said that it's the best game for when you're facetiming a stranger for the first time
1: see like that's insane to me that I created that like that's so crazy to me that like yeah that is something I made with my bare hands I didn't actually like make the cards but yeah like I, I idea that we actually have and new the cards are pretty of- they're beautiful. The box is gorgeous. It looks like a yeah. cigarette box. We're we're that's like a no. Like we don't smoke. We we fuck. Um, but I have a new game coming out in April and I'm so excited. And it really kind of like, you know, because we have the format so great, like now I'm like right. I have so many ideas for more more iterations of I that love game. that. Well, I will
0: I will definitely Put the link to Let's Fucking Date on the episode notes, if you can't remember, let's fucking date.com. I mean, come uh, on. Let's
1: fucking date. You're going to remember, y'all. All (laughs) All
0: right. I have three questions for you, Serena. We're going to go over, okay? Hi, Maria. This is Christine. I am 30 years old, and I live in Los Angeles. I have been using Hinge for the last couple years. And a thing I see on there so often on guys' profiles is what they are looking for is quote someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously or doesn't take life too seriously. And I swipe left every time because I find that so offensive. It comes off as saying they don't want a woman with any depth or that cares about themselves or their life. Am I overreacting? I know it probably means something more along the lines of they don't want someone uptight, but to me, that just, I'm always rubbed the wrong way. So I want to know if uh, other people think this way or
1: what you think? Thank you.
0: Great question.
1: Eh, maybe they're just looking for someone with a sense of humor who can go with the flow. I think or so too. Maybe or maybe they're not looking to settle down. That seems like what it is.
0: Well, I feel like anytime I hear someone like doesn't take life too seriously, I just remind myself that men are really awful at writing online dating profiles. I don't know if you've ever seen my TikTok, but I like review online dating profiles on there. And... And while they are funny reviews, the one thing that you come off of is that, you know, men really write and show photos to the male gaze, not the female gaze. They always forget that women are reading
1: this. That's so interesting. You're so right. Why? I don't want to see a big fucking fish. Like <laughs> you see the fish. Why? Because men, it it, it totally reaffirms their, you know, manly that they can provide and that like it's right. so back to evolution of like I can hunt but I'm like I don't give a fuck like I don't want to see it like, I or, like when I
0: see it. a guy with like um just really muscular next to his car I'm like who is this for right I don't know any women who are like show me yourself in like sweatpants show me what it looks like to date you
1: <laughs> I, I I think that that I'm so I'm so, I love that. The male gaze versus female gaze. Well, what do you think that women do? Do you think women it's for the male gaze?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, both genders are right. Kate. This is a heterosexually of course, but yeah. Right.
1: Well, I was just, you know, I've been told that sometimes like my dating profile, it's like, it's too polished. Like it's too glam and it's intimidating. And I'm like,
0: Oh, let me review it. Send like, it to like, me. Dating? I'll review it. Oh,
1: fuck. Yeah. Oh, man, I love
0: TikTok. That. That'll be a lot of fun. You'll have to send me a, a screen recording later. So yeah, there is, there is that too. Like there are men, listen, I, I work with men all day for matchmaking and they tell me one-on-one what they say no to. And sometimes we'll look over profiles and they'll say stuff like, oh, well, she's too glam. And I go, this is a headshot. What do you mean she's too glam? You know? So, you know, men, men perceive these photos extremely different, but, but to her point now where she's saying, you know. Um, someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. I actually just think that this is just something that people say, equivalent to, I enjoy traveling. It's just a very right. typical thing to put an online dating profile. And yeah, Christine, I think you might be overreacting. If that's an automatic swipe left, I think he's just trying to say in his own words, someone who's easy to laugh, 100%. but they don't know to yeah, say that's, easy that's to that's laugh. That's
1: the first thing that I, and also, like, you're being way. If that is what you're swiping left on, you're being yeah. way too picky. You have to realize that these dating apps are so dumb. Like, like if you think he's hot, I think that's really good. Like, if you're t- physically attracted to them, that's when I think you should swipe right. And then right. from there, you have to talk to them on the phone. Do not judge them based off of a prompt. Right. But I do believe that if you're not physically attracted to them, you shouldn't bother. And mm-hmm. it sucks because men, honestly, I had a sexual just, like, don't know how to take a photo. Like, I don't know, like, what. I'm hoping Gen Z will come think through women-
0: for it. I don't know. Gen Z's, Gen Z's a really different generation. I don't think they give a fuck (laughs) about photos. Yeah.
1: but Like they're also like phone first generation. So they know how to post photos. Even the way
0: they carry their phones though are so different. Like I'm used as a millennial, as an older millennial, I'm used to the phone being above my eye line of sight. Uh, Every time I see a Gen Z photo, it's like right below their chin. Like what's happening here? I don't know if you've met like 21 year olds in the last few months. I know you've dated a few 23 year olds on let's fucking date. And even the way they respond to you, it's like, it's funny to me. It's like, oh, I know as a millennial that you just kind of acted like you knew things like you once went on a date with a guy who didn't know how to pronounce the Gansevort hotel and he was like well i don't know how you say like i any millennial i know would be like would just pretend that they know and just like fuck it and then with gen z it's like which i think is great by the way they're like i don't know how to pronounce this i've never been there before and i'm like oh it's so refreshing to just be like transparent i think gen z is incredible i, I'm well, I don't upset. know if they yeah, necessarily take better I'm photos
1: i'm in the bridge i'm on the bridge so yeah. just, like, I you're know. an
0: elder generation z <laughs> exactly.
1: which is a millennial let's be real but whatever yeah. all right next question hi maria it's Brittany from canada I'm 32 years old, and I'm currently living in Germany. I, like your husband, am a scientist, and so I've been living in Europe for the last three or so years. And during this time, I've dated here and there, but I haven't found the particular relationship that I would like to cultivate into something very long-term or marriage. So, my question to you is, I'm living in this really small town, and I don't see myself living here forever. Do you think that it's worth it for me to date or to pursue a relationship when I would really like my next long term relationship to end in marriage? Or do you think it's worth it to wait until I settle down more and find where I want to live for the long term? This is uh, independent of the pandemic as I'm not really dating until things uh, get better over here. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I think her being in Germany is almost irrelevant to the question.
1: I think that like, honestly, if you want to make a move, you need to do that first. It's it's not about dating. It's about you need to make sure that your foundation is set in place. If if she's wanting to move to a different country, that means she's probably wants a different job and that needs to, you need to have your foundation together. My therapist always told me, do not start a relationship before your careers are intact and like ready, Mm. you know? And I think that that was for me a really big thing. Like, you know, aside the fact that like my professional life has become dating, like I wasn't ready to be in a relationship or partially because then the show wasn't, couldn't continue. But also like, I just like, I wasn't ready. Like I just had quit my job. I really needed to focus on building my business. And so my advice with her is I think, no, typically I would be like, Oh, just date. Like it doesn't always have to end in marriage, like whatever, but like, no, find your new house, find your new career, make the jump. And then, yeah, and then, and then date. But like, why would you waste your time when you ultimately know that you're going to leave? And then it just creates so much more stress and problem.
0: I think what makes me agree with you 100% is because she said she would like her next relationship to lead to marriage, which right. I love that statement. That's something that I really appreciate. It's Something <laughs> I said to my husband on my second date.
1: <laughs> I agree. And I will say, like, you know, if this was a college freshman who's like, right. I might like, no, go have Alaska a whole phase.
0: After what after you are you doing? <laughs>
1: but This is someone who really the end goal is gonna want to have kids and be married. Then, like, yeah, no, right. I think she,
0: as a scientist, she also I would tell her to you have some untapped resources that you might not be aware of. So She might not even know where she's moving to, but joining different science, uh, you know, organizations, science based organizations. Like I know uh, my husband's involved in a few. Like he's Greek that lives that moved here as a you know adult. And he belongs to me, the president of the Hellenic Biomedical Society or something. And that is not a singles place, but let me tell you, there are a lot of couples within there. And I think if you belong to certain societies that center around stuff that you have a passion for, you have more opportunities to meet people. And maybe those people are also looking for jobs. Like maybe she's interested in, you know, moving to Zurich she might meet someone in her scientific community where she is, let's say she lives in Berlin, that is also open to moving to Zurich. Plus they speak German there. So it's, you know, win. But, you know, I'm just like, yes, I agree with Serena here. Like if you want your last relationship to lead to marriage, then you definitely need to know where your foundation is and set that up. But at the same time, just, just date, just meet people and and tell them, tell them like, I plan to
1: leave from here
0: and see uh-huh, what they say. I no, agree. you would disagree, huh? Yeah, I love that you disagree. I love it when my guests disagree with me. That's amazing.
1: Get your career in order. Get your life in order. There's a reason why are you ha- why haven't you moved yet? Like wh- like why haven't you made the move? Like you can people do a it. Pandemic. That's a bullshit excuse. I know so many people that have moved. In the pandemic. That's a
0: real excuse in Europe. Do you understand how serious Europe is taking the pandemic compared to the U.S.? Yeah, yeah. You can't even you can't <laughs> even go on a physical date in the U.K.
1: So then why can't you start virtual dating then? Virtual date with the, in places that you wanna move. That's, that's what, yeah. That's what I, I that's what I would do.
0: That's what I would fucking idea. do. Open That's up an cool. app and just say, hey, I live in this city. See what happens. See what pops up. A
1: hundred percent. And then when you go, yeah. you're all set up to go. Boom. <laughs> set up your foundation,
0: Dick included. Last question. Not, I'm sorry. This is from Sarah.
1: Hi, Matchmaker Maria. This is Sarah. I'm 40 years old and live in D.C. I have a sort of crystal ball question for you. As more people are vaccinated and things start opening up again, do you predict a period of debauchery and random hookups? Or do you think that people are tired of being alone and ready to date seriously? Or do you think it's just person specific and there will be no overwhelming trend? Thanks so much.
0: I am so happy you are here for this particular question. And what she meant by crystal crystal ball question is that sometimes on Ask a Matchmaker Wednesdays, people will send me the most asinine question. I respond back with this GIF that I've made where it's me popping out of a crystal ball saying, let me check my crystal ball. So yeah. What do you think? Post, post vaccine. I hate saying post pandemic, but post vaccine, what do you we, we going for the roaring
1: twenties? Once again, summer of fucking love. Everyone's fucking, everyone's breaking up. There's going to be tons of travel liquor. Um, it's going to be, people are going to leave their phones at home. They're just going to be like, fuck it. Like I'm getting off my phone, which is why I wanted to end my show because I was like, there's just no way that like, I want to just run into someone at a bar and just make out with them. Like, that's what I want to do. There's going to be a lot. I think a lot of people are going to break up. A lot of people are going to break up.
0: Oh, yeah. What do you do when you
1: get into a relationship? You stay home. People have been forced to do that for a year. So, I mean, I'm going to have sex. I hope they are, too.
0: You know what's funny? I haven't. I I just mentioned this the other day, but when I was giving birth um, last May, I had a baby during the pandemic. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. Um, Yeah, I remember, like, listening to my OBGYN say that STDs are still at the same rate they were. (laughs) And I was just like, man, they'll definitely shoot. Like, even if at the rate right they are, they'll definitely shoot up uh, after this, too.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of insane because it's like, oh, like, did you give someone COVID and an STD? Like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. People are going to people. I, I have had the least amount of sex this year than I have in my entire life. And I think I just, it's, I mean, it. it's a de-stressor. Go, that's phase. Go for it. You know, yeah. I just, grab it. But like, I don't know. But like, because like, I don't really want to have sex with a random guy. Like I did that my whole fucking, all my twenties. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. You know?
0: So you might get into a relationship. I predict that there will be a lot of, I think if people were going to break up, they've already broken up. And they probably broke up at the end of last summer.
1: A lot of people broke up.
0: Right. And they did. And that's because I've said this in a past episode, the social design of relationships was not meant to see someone 24 seven. You subscribe to a relationship before the pandemic where you would see them from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and a third of that is sleeping, a half of that is sleeping, and then you see them on the weekends. So the fact that you were 24 seven, if you were going to be breaking up, you've already broken up. So if you're still together, I think you're gonna see a shit ton of travel. I think if you're single, you are going to probably go through maybe two months of, I wanna go out every single day, every mm-hmm. single day. I'm gonna say yes to every single event. I'm gonna just do random events. I'm gonna walk around Union Square and and feed pizza to rats. You're going to just see random shit happening. People are going to be, this is going to be a news story. And yes, I think people will be randomly making out as well. And then I think starting in September, October, cuffing season comes in and you're going to see people who are like, you know what? I was lonely the last two years and I'd really like to hug someone this, 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 you know, this, this winter. So I think you're going to see the pendulum, you know, swing from one side to the other and it will take, I think like we're planning a retreat for some of our clients, some of our ladies in 2022, that shit's already sold out.
1: Yeah. You know, people are ready to do things. I want to so- just, I want to have a boyfriend that I can travel with. I do want a boyfriend. I think that I was not ready for one, but I think I am now. And I just want to go travel with someone.
0: I totally get it. Serena, where can people find Serena fucking Kerrigan? After this, episode. if they type
1: in Serena Fucking Kerrigan, they'll find me. Serena Kerrigan on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Let's fucking date on Twitter and Face and, and Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook group, newsletter, Clubhouse, TikTok, like, we're everywhere. Like, if you're not following it. me, what the fuck are you doing? Because honestly, it's so fun.
0: I love it. I love it. It is fun. It's a lot of fun to follow Serena and. You know, she's just so glorious. The production value of her show is so amazing and you are just gonna get pumped watching her date. It's a lot of fun. Serena, thank you again for coming to Ask a Matchmaker. I really appreciate you thank taking the time.
1: I hope that you can matchmake me if it doesn't work out with my show. I hope so too. We'll we'll when that
0: when the time when you are ready. You just join right, my right. database and that way we can keep you in mind and I'll, you know i'll keep you in mind too and i will leave all the links to serena's life in the episode notes if you want to follow serena check out the episode notes check out let's fucking date.com buy her cool cards so you can play fun dating games and of course watch let's fucking date on instagram live Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. If you love what you heard and you have not already, you can rate, review, and of course, subscribe. If you have a dating or relationship question, visit askamatchmaker.com to be featured in an upcoming episode. You can also follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria for more dating and relationship tips. On TikTok, I'm at RealMatchmakerMaria if you want to watch me take down some online dating profiles that people willingly send. I know some of you think I'm just taking people's profiles off the internet, but that is not the case. These people have actually sent them. They signed a consent form and, uh, I think they appreciate the feedback until then be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.